Right, so just like me spending 15. two minutes at the start of the session, just clearing people. Well, oh, maybe I do that bit yeah. during my edit. Yeah. Then we're recording. We're recording, fellas. We're recording right now. Remember that bit that we did when we did like we did the really quiet bit, and then we did the really loud bit to signify that we're recording. So, yeah, should we start? Yeah, we start the session, shall we? I've realised as well, and like, feel free, um, as you guys have been doing, just pointing out little stuff that I can improve upon when I've been going through the edits i realized the recaps are so fucking long. oh my Holy god fuck, oh finally <laughs> realization <laughs> this is right well, no this one no right. one said anything to me we did, we, i was like we, did. After we say it every time recorded we said that was a really long one like write it out and like read it out loud before we start and then like get it really nice and short and like button it it'll be amazing well i just i don't i don't how realize just, how about it off, and then, you. we're back <laughs> Last week those three dickheads rubbed lots of shit. This week they will do some more shit. Alright, in the last session we rejoined the nine hells within the metropolitan city of Allegan as they went on a shopping session, everyone's favourite kind of session, where they spent most of their session debating the DM's character choices and the shop's prices, haggling with a strange and tranquil human wizard by the name of Halazar the Quiet. The party had purchased some much-needed equipment for the upcoming fight and decided to seek reinforcements from the guilds within the city. There, Gregory was reunited with a long-lost family friend of his and the father of his arch-nemesis, Rovan Moloch, who was running the guild. In this brief exchange, he agreed to see what the guild could offer to aid the Nine Hells Company in trying to end the world-ending threat of Asarak. We pick back up with the Nine Hells as they have been told to wait till tomorrow morning for Roven's assistance. So, picking back up. There you go. See, super short. <laughs> what would you all like to Just do? Like your penis. I've, um... It's a dick joke. <laughs> Fantastic start. I'd like to say, Oliver, I absolutely love that NPC in the in the shop. I think full disclosure, we need to tell people that it's been a hundred years since we last recorded. So I'd forgotten all sorts of things that happened last session. I got a really cool cloak. We met the coolest little stoner shop owner. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, so you've been told, essentially, um, this wasn't in the last session, but I'm sort of um, doing the whole film cut of, like, you guys had a conversation off-camera um, with Roven, who basically just sort of said, I'm going to see what I can do. And then you caught up a little bit, and he said, wait till morning, and I'll see if I can rope together some hirelings possibly or some people to help with your upcoming battle so you're currently in the city of Alagam, uh still in the fighters guild what would you all like to do we don't we don't have to like rp heavy we can just sort of say oh i'm just gonna have a chill one and go to bed and then we can speed forward to the next morning or you guys can get up to some no good um Halazar did mention about a puppet show he was going to in the evening, oh, he did, um, didn't he? which is also an option. <sighs> yeah, we might as well go along to that puppet show. How do you guys feel about going to this puppet show? JC, Gregory? Well, at the beginning I was very apprehensive about this puppet show. But after spending what feels like three days in that man's shop, 
<laughs> I'd love to go to that puppet show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy did seem pretty cool, didn't he? Oh, yeah, come on then. Let's go along to this puppet show. Maybe his accent will stay as one accent this time instead of drifting all over the place. <laughs> all right, go fuck yourself, Ashley. <laughs> Stop being mean to God. You watch AC. Nothing. Talking about accent shifting. <laughs> Stop being mean to God. Um, right. So you you're kind of just gonna have a chill one, head to the puppet show, maybe link back up with Halazar. Yeah. Have a chill one. That sounds good. Okay. Um, anything else anyone wants to do downtime wise in the meantime? Like I said, uh, you've got a couple hours if you want to like clock up on. Can I open my box, please? <laughs> you did that like literally. I'm I'm pretty sure you've done that in the city, and you've not been in the city all that long. <sighs> did he? Last time I remember, he was waiting at the lake next to. Come on, it's been a month, real no, time. You you, <laughs> you did you did do it. You can do it the next morning so if we speed through this process if you okay. remember before you go back to Roven you'll be able to do it then I'll say alright sounds good um yeah I mean mate I want you to open it as much as you want to open it like we've been waiting like two years alright <laughs> it's annoying at this point <laughs> I feel like all the rest Sorry, of those whizzed our puzzle boxes <laughs> poor JC <laughs> He's getting his fingers caught. <laughs> okay, so just out of um, curiosity, you, did sorry, did did, did you mm -hmm. have you picked the item inside? Did you do that when you gave me the box? Do you know like do you know what's in there already? Uh, so when I did, so I picked up the idea for these puzzle boxes on Pinterest since we're like sort of um, recording. So um, you probably people will find a similar idea on there. But um, yeah, you get different tiers and each tier it's a higher DC to open it. But yeah, when I offered it to you guys, whoever bought them, I would have um, got a, a tier that equated to, you know, whatever the box's level was and um, essentially to your class as well. So it is a, like a hang, like, you know, a crafted item for John Claude. It's just, um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to get it. Maybe this is the key to the whole thing. Maybe we need to find Atherac's puzzle box and open that. It's a good job this intro isn't going on too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the final boss. It's just going to be a puzzle, a puzzle box. box. <laughs> <laughs> Give me three investigations to try again tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. Son of a bitch, the gonna... world's about to explode. <laughs> yeah. If you fail, you die. you like a re... re <laughs> Rubik's Cube in real life and you lot are going to oh be like, oh my god, that would be crazy. <laughs> 3D20s in a row. Did I pick up, like, a spellbook? Yeah, you picked up um, Eryxas, which, um, you oh, know, Eryxus. the crazy mage that was um, smearing poop on his cell. Oh, I did, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, can I have a quick flick through that, like, maybe later this evening if necessary? If we've got time before the puppet show, I would like to... Um, yeah, have a quick look through that. But if there's, yeah, it's 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 about midday at the moment, so you've got all afternoon. Nice, yeah, one hundred percent. I'd like to sit down and read through that and see what spells are in there. Okay, um, so Eryx's books, because um, he had like a little satchel. Um, he had a journal, um, 
flicking through that quick. Um, it's like a brief outlook, but obviously with your key mind, you can sort of pick up almost everything, uh, you know, roundabouts. Um, it details the culture and livelihood of the Emerald Enclave, and judging by the amount of con- um, content in here, he's been living there for roughly 30 to 40 years, um, coming back and forth. Wow. Um, so he, he built built up quite a catalogue, which, again, they're quite um, reclusive as a... Um, uh, what's the right word? A faction. So, you know... And they didn't uh, always yeah, hate magic, did they? They've only hated magic since, like, the spell plague has started. Um, roll me a history check. 14. 14. Um, you, you would know they've got... They do have a naturally... Um, negative view of magic in general anyway um the emerald enclave are very much preserve nature at all costs you know they're almost extremists um you know um uh you know nature shouldn't be disturbed and they do think magic is a perversive nature that kind of disrupts the balance um but not to the extent that you met them with it does seem like the whole scar in the sky which again is still very prominent and it does put people on edge um, you know, it's definitely probably upped their sort of anxiety tenfold. Um, second book you find in the satchel is a storybook called The Wolf of Luskin. And as soon as you see that, um, you remember um, a story Sole was telling you, um, well, you were overhearing when Gregory had his outburst in Shadowdale. And she was uh, saying about how her first transformations in a seaport like settlement um, on the Sword, along the Sword Coast up at the very top um, where she accidentally attacked a few people and this storybook details a white terror that used to prowl the streets of Luskin at night and um, slaughter kids in their beds and stuff and you're like hmm strange little parallels here the third book is Eryx's spell book, and um, I'll copy and paste the spells that he's got in there. And yeah, essentially, um, spell books, it's down to each individual kind of flavouring, how they're kind of written. Um, yeah, this one's very old, a tome like uh, leather bands that kind of wrap around it rather than like a, um, a buckle to fasten it together. Um, very rough and rugged multiple pages torn other pages kind of almost glued back in fiddles just um just um in his own little world scurrying away at um Eryx's books and stuff as um jc and gregory just sort of sat there potentially making small talk although i assume jc's not really the biggest fan of talking so maybe just both sat there enjoying the silence um and the evening rolls around in allegan and um you see Again, the, the weather from um, Illigon, which is where the, uh, you came from with the Emerald Enclave, it sort of um, crests over towards Allegan. So it is humid, but it's a cool humid as um, the evening starts drawing there. And where you're at in the government district, you start hearing there's like a lot of shouting and a lot of uh, jeering going on. And you're like, hmm. And around about this time it's about ready to go to the puppet show which um you would know is in sort of the main kind of um square of the government district where the uh i 
I keep forgetting what it's called. I don't know if it's an amphitheater or not, where the stone steps are, you know, where all the Greek politicians would be. Yeah, um, it's that's an where amphitheater. Yeah. Am- amphitheater, okay, cool. Um, yeah, where all the Greek politicians would be, that's uh, where it's held, held. So you end up going down there, and as you arrive, you see there's a huge crowd in the center where you see there's all these different people circled around the amphitheater and you see there's two individuals stand up on either side and they're both shouting at each other you see one um gentleman a tiefling male uh, wearing merchant clothes red skin long curved horns that curve behind his head uh long slick black hair that falls down to his shoulders very slender frame that's kind of pointing and shouting at um the other individual who's this um very burly human male um long kind of almost samuel tarley beard um not quite joined together and again merchants clothes and he's shouting right back and they're having a sort of debate and from what you've heard before you can ascertain this is potentially them trying to govern support for the next election in allegan and about five ten minutes roll around and they're finally taken down from the stands and you start seeing the troupe that set up the puppet show start putting together the pieces as everyone starts going towards the amphitheater to sit down as it's now sort of become the where all the audience members sit for the show. And as you do, you see a familiar human wizard-looking fellow come next to you. He's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, you good? Chill, chill. How's it going, my friends? Hey. And uh, you see Hallett. Halazar come come over. How's it going, Halazar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. How how's all you? I'm glad you you decided to make it, huh? <laughs> oh, I've missed you, Halazar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't see you this morning, but I missed you too. <laughs> hey, this is um, this is Catriona, and um, you see he kind of gestures to a um, an elven female next to him in this exquisite red, almost um, satin-like dress uh, with a nice kind of pink semi-translucent scarf that wraps around her neck and very beautiful uh, to look at and very pronounced features on her face, high cheekbones, um, wearing a full set of makeup with uh, long blonde hair that's all kind of braided to one long braid that falls down to her right shoulder and she just simply nods he's like yeah yeah it's, uh, you, you come to sit with us or well, you, at uh... this point when she introduces herself I, I assume I have some form of goblet um, yeah, the, whatever from one the, of the stands yeah yeah they're setting up stands with drinks and stuff so you um, could go and um, buy yeah. one for like two copper pieces yeah. um, as soon as she introduces herself you know just do a quick spit tape <laughs> <laughs> hello <clears throat> She she just nods. She doesn't say anything, but to look at, she's just like stunning. Like yeah, it does kind of make your heart skip a beat a second, and then you kind of look at, at like Halazard. He just he does seem a bit away with the fairies, and he's not a bad looking bloke. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he's got something more about him. But yeah, she uh, they're they're locked arms, and he's like, well, you're um, more than welcome to come uh, sit with us if you if you're so pleased. I'm gonna lean down to fiddle on him, like. He's either incredibly wealthy or has a very, very large <laughs> penis. I use the message cantrip so that I'm only speaking to Gregory and nobody else can hear me. 
and I I say eyes front soldier we've got a world to save <laughs> ten gold large penis <laughs> I shake his hand <laughs> um, Halazar starts walking past he's like uh, come sit with us if you want it. Uh, yeah Once, sure thing no pressure, so sure what, thing. what yes. does he appear to be wearing is he wearing trousers or he's got a robe on? Yeah, yeah. Has he got like a lot of rings <laughs> on? Got, Has he got like a lot of gold he's jewelry? Got, <laughs> he's just got a loincloth and that's it. No, he's, um, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's got uh, again similar to like what a lot of um, um, the no, uh, higher higher wealthy have. It's sort of merchant attire, um, but his look a lot more kind of um, wizard like. So he does have like a long cape that kind of gives that whole kind of roby effect. But he is wearing merchant's gear, so trousers, boots. Um, and the like. Okay. I've got a plan. You've got a plan? Yes. Okay. Well, we'll watch the puppet show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think I can see where this plan is going, but... Can't you tell? No. It's a surprise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so he walks up, you lock, join join him at the uh, top of the steps, and um, you have to wait about 15 minutes for the... Um, show to begin as everyone sort of starts rocking up taking their seats um you see once all the seats are taken people start kind of standing by the side of the amphitheater to kind of like get a glimpse at um the show that's about to unfold um everyone sort of there's there's like a a large crowd and they're all sort of um chatting quite loudly um until you start hearing a and everyone sort of um quietens down as the puppet show begins um there's not really, I don't really have a thing to take you through this, but what the, essentially the show is and what you will witness is essentially a retelling of the war between the free states of Termish, um, which is still ensuing, and the Chondathian Empire, which is something I've homebrewed in, by the way. Um, so it tells of the um, the wizard, the human male wizard that got into power over the council of the um, Chondathian Empire. And he is sort of um, seen as this big um, overseer. He rules with an iron fist. He's been in power way too long, but every time there's an election, no one dares to depose him. Um, and they have a strong, strong... Um, uh, hate for magic. Magic is outlawed in Chondath, um, which the puppet show details the hypocrisy of that, being this gentleman is a mage himself. Um, it depicts these um, large stone towers that the Chondathian Empire is putting mages in um, that has um, some sort of magic nullification. It details the scary wyvern riders coming over and burning your cities down to dust and it details sort of almost like the end of the world doom and gloom but it's also for those of you that are sort of um savvy with um city life and seeing like kind of politics on some sort of scale you can see this is almost like propaganda in a way to sort of galvanize the people into sort of standing up against the Chondathian Empire so this doesn't happen to Allegan, um, as you see like a, so many of the free states have been taken over already. A single tear um, rolls down my cheek. This is 
the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. The, the misery, the pain, but the hope, the hope in the people of this land. It's beautiful. I think you've been spending too much time with Halister. Look, look, Fiddle. The simple medium such as puppets. Who would have thought she could rouse such strong emotion inside of me? I hate the Chondathians. I hate them. <laughs> as you say that, you see the uh, the gentleman in front of you. He's like, yeah, yeah, I hate them too. Yeah, fuck the, the Chondathians. Down with the Chondathian Empire. Yeah, you start to uh, get like a bit of a cheer from the crowds and sort of all shouting at um, yeah, the overseer. Um, this this whole play goes on for about an hour before it sort of comes to a finish with sort of again the Allegan City Watch along with the other city states all banding together as one unified force um, to face down against the evil governor of the Chondafian Empire and um, slaying him and standing on top of a mound of dead wyverns. I stand up and clap. Stand Huzzah. up. Give a standing ovation. Bravo! Bravo! And, uh, yeah, you start hearing like just uh, cheers from the crowds and I'm like, yeah! Yeah! Bravo! Um, bravo! Encore! Um, you start seeing the crowds start dispersing. And um, see Halazar, um, who's uh, sat next to one of you, um, starts to stand up with Catriona, and he's like, oh, oh, "That's uh, that's good stuff, huh? Yeah. Do you do you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Um, just a quick question: What's your net worth? What? <laughs> oh, oh no, nothing, nothing. Just a just a random question. Just it just popped into my mind, you know. Uh, well, cool. Um, anyway, um, so, I'm heading over <laughs> with, um, Catriona to the, um, the Naughty Harpy, if you all want to tag along. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds what, like I mean, an drink, excellent idea. Drinks I, are on I you because you're... I gotta stand up. Drinks are on you because you're so rich. I gotta stand up like, oh, there appears to be a large piece of rock in the way. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to fake fall down and just pull his trousers down if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I stare um, intensely. <laughs> Roll me a performance check, I guess. Oh, it's fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Um, don't know what be good. Sure. Okay. Acrobatics. All right. So you um you go to um how how do you do this? You just sort of falling down, but. Kind yeah. of lunging for his trousers. Yeah, I pretend to fall over a rock, like very dramatically. It's like, oh, oh no! <laughs> um, as you fall down, um, Halazar unfortunately does sidestep you as you go kind of fall forwards. Um, as you kind of like uh, fall down a little bit um, before catching yourself. As uh, yeah, he did did manage to roll higher. Oh, so we didn't like, oh. we didn't see anything. Didn't see anything, no, unfortunately. We're going to go to sleep, yeah? Well, that's a, that's a shame. Uh, you could have at least tried to help me a little bit there, Halazar. It would have been nice. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry, man. I'm just, you know, just don't be as clumsy next time. <laughs> I suppose you've got a point. 
Oh, look uh, what's that over there! <laughs> so, he's he's walking straight past you at this point. Um, unless you like deliberately like <laughs> undress him. <laughs> God, do I have anything for this? Zone of truth. <laughs> mm, that was what I was going to suggest. Yeah, I'd like to cast Zone of Truth, please. Okay, so you just cast it on the spot with all these people around. <laughs> I suppose so. I go, wait, 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 wait. Because he's going he's gonna to know that you're casting something. And if we're going that way, if we're just going to, like, downright ask him and not try and, you know, find out without him knowing that we're trying to find out, I might as well just ask him and, like, force his mind to tell the truth. I suppose. But is that the way we want to go? Well, I was kind of hoping I'd get another chance just to pull his trousers down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or, you know, or she's just with him because he's a really cool guy and she loves him. Um, as, you, as you're having this loud conversation in front of Halazar... <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> um, Gregory, give me a um, wisdom save and throw, please. It's a 23. 23, okay. Um, okay, so he, he, he gestures for you to follow, um, but it doesn't take hold. <laughs> oh. I go, whoa, hold on, what was that? What did he just do? L listen, like, you can you can come along later if you want, but I need to, we need to, meet me and Catriona um, going now, so. Um, do you just try you and cast go. a spell on him? Did you just... You, well, you, you lot are like talking about taking off my trousers. Like, I don't really know. <laughs> we just need to know, yeah, Halazar. We, just, we need we to know. A, we made a silly bet about the length of your penis. We would just like to know. <laughs> just give us a broad uh, scope. And then I'm going to take his hand and say, please tell me the truthful length of your penis as I cast suggestion on him. So, wisdom saving through 21. He got a um, 22, unfortunately. 18 <laughs> plus. <laughs> Six. Um, no, twenty-four. Sorry. <laughs> he's like he's looking looking at you dead in the eyes, Siddle, and like he's not blinking at all. And you're like, did it work for a second? And he's like, well, if you come along later, you might, you know, find out. <laughs> Damn you, Halazar! <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> Just tell us how big it is. The, the, uh, he 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 takes his hand away from you, Fiddle, and he's like holding him up. He's like, look, I thought you lot would chill, all right, but. <laughs> I'm not about this, all right? I just, I want to have a good time, okay? Yeah, that's fair. Why, why are you shouting? Fair. Why are you shouting, man? Like, chill, all right? You know, I like you guys, and I'll buy you all a drink if we, if you want to come along, but if you don't... So you are so wealthy. Sure as well. So you are a wealthy man. I, I can afford a drink for each of you, yes. We're sorry, Alazar. We're sorry. We may have acted too rashly. We We've do been this. away from people for a long time. I get the um the sense that this isn't this is a common recurrence, you guys. Well, we do make stupid bets occasionally. <laughs> Not normally as insensitive as a man's penis size, but you know it happens. Right, are you coming along then, or are you just gonna stay here talking about penis sizes? <laughs> yeah, come on, let's go. There we go. So he leads leads you all to um the. Um, what's the right word? The nicer 
brothel of Allegan, I guess. A nicer <laughs> establishment for the uh, the nightlife um, called um, the Naughty Harpy. And as you get over there, you see there's this tall three-story building running adjacent to it. There's two kind of um, houses. <clears throat> um, they got all these um, red... Uh, sorry purple tapestries that are hanging over the balconies of um, each floor, each one with um, a harpy in there, obviously upper half exposed and um, you see there's a bouncer at the door as well and upon reaching there you see Halazar speaks to him for a few seconds and then he, the bouncer reaches over to this red rope that blocks the doorway and then lifts it open for all of you to pass through in to the establishment which Upon entering, <clears throat> you see just, you you cannot see any of the wooden structure in here because it is all covered with cushions. There are cushions absolutely everywhere in this nice cosy establishment. A bar is over to your right with stairs leading up to the second and third floor. And you see there are lots of exotic dancers in here. Um, all of them different races and backgrounds as well as lots of patrons in here as well more of the wealthy noblemen in the city as Halazar finds a nice cozy booth which is this small room no door there just um, some sort of like curtains straight over that kind of blocks the view from people outside looking in as he kind of walks in settles down um, assuming you all go and join him uh, you see there's a um, one of the um, dancers in here comes around with a uh, tray full of um, chalices with wine in it, which um, Halazar had ordered specially. Sets, sets, sets it down into the booth, and then leaves as you're all kind of sat in there. And um, Yeah, I suppose in this sort of sense, it's more just I ain't RPing shit here, so it's what you guys want. <laughs> what you, what oh, yeah. you guys expect as uh, your characters. I think we sit there drinking away um, trying to come up with a plan really hopefully with Halastar's help we sort of sit there and go right okay what are we actually going to do what's the current plan to find Aserak's phylactery uh, phylactery yeah to find the phylactery in the town which is still miles away where are we now are we still in that like town that we arrived in from the island mm-hmm Allegan Allegan we are yeah with your bakery we are still in Allegan okay yeah we're gonna leave Allegan tomorrow am I gonna try and teleport us there again now that we're away from that island that stopped all my magic now we can just teleport there is my, is my bakery okay now your bakery is okay now yeah we left oh, so the bakery is fine so, in so, so bakery. It's, yeah it's all good um, so yeah, I think I just teleported us there, yeah. like I tried to six years ago. <laughs> Ended up on that island. Swear to God, if we end up on that island again, I'm quitting. <laughs> Someone else can save the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JC offs himself. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine if after all of this, the phylactery is not even there? It's in the Underdark or wherever the other place was. <laughs> Guaranteed there'll be some people listening to this who are like, you know, marathoning it 
and that conversation was like this morning and they're listening in the evening <laughs> it's taken us like months <laughs> months and months and months <laughs> well this is all well and good fellas but what about my wife <laughs> my wife <laughs> my wife <laughs> um yes yes obviously we do still need to go to the nine hills at some point to collect elizabeth no oh, that was it no sorry yes i'm currently trying to research this i'm currently trying to research how to how to do a plane shift halasar can you plane shift oh shit man yeah of course i can <laughs> really do you mind if we, like, exchange some notes on this? They don't call me Halazar the Quiet for nothing, you get me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get oh, it. It's because he's can... quiet about what he can do. I understand now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he's not a very quiet man. He actually talks quite a lot. But he doesn't talk about the things he can do. It mm, makes so much sense. Humble, it makes so man. much sense. Show me your penis, Halazar. Show me it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, my friend, need another drink. Hey, uh, he just sort of claps his hands. You see, there's another bottle of wine comes in. I'm, I'm curious about something. I'm curious about whether he cares because of the bet or whether he cares because he just wants to know. So I'm going to go over and say, you know what? You win the bet, Gregory, and I'm going to hand him 10 gold. <laughs> just to see if he continues. <laughs> continues Fiddle. trying to find out. Although I'm 10 gold richer in money. I'm no richer in knowledge. Uh, listen, I'm more than happy to um, exchange, um, you know, spells if if that's what you're asking. Um, what you're gonna have to um, specify a certain place, though. You can't just say, um, you know, the night hills, and you end up where you need to go. You need to find the plane, and you need to specify like a, a location name you know like if there's a settlement in this plane you say i want to go to this settlement and it will take you there but if you don't well the universe is a mysterious place my friend and you yeah. might find yourselves yeah, in somewhere that. you don't want to be i get that i get that as far as i remember in my you know reading on this spell back as a you know apprentice at candlekeep i sort of remember it just saying you know Specify a target destination in general terms. <laughs> so, you know, I think I'll be fine. I think I'll be fine. There's yeah. no, like, mishap table to roll on or anything. <laughs> I, and I remember seeing after that saying, such as the City of Brass on the Elemental Plane of Fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the sort of, you know, that's the sort of place. Yeah. You know, I'll look up some city names in the specific layer of the Nine Hells that we need to go to. Okay. Cool, I'll cool. Well, out. I'm just I'm just looking out for you, my friend. Cheers. Right. Cheers. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you could speak to your guy and maybe get us a get a get us a you know tuning rod for for the nine hells, that'd be incredible. Um, that's that conversation. Is there anything else anyone wants to do? Um, Halazar has a room for the night. Um, and he doesn't offer to pay you guys for a room, but I'm sure if you like just niggled his ear long enough, he probably would just busk a couple of gold. You, you do get the sense he is quite wealthy. Plus, you did just yeah. trade with him, like, a couple of thousands <laughs> mm, for your items altogether, so... Yeah. He's probably feeling quite flush at the moment. Yeah, he must be, like, a millionaire, with all of the stuff we just bought off of him. Like, he owned all of that before we ordered Fiddle, off of there's one thing that we haven't considered. Yes? What if it's both? It could be both. And he could just be, like, a really cool, chill guy. What if it's Naturally charismatic. Three? 
It could be, you are right. It could be, all right. We, you know, we could do like the normal human being thing and just speak to speak to this woman. <laughs> as as you um, are both um, sort of had a couple of goblets now and you're sort of debating whether he's got like a humongous dong or not. Um, JC, you're kind of sat there on the sofa and you see this um, uh, dwarven uh, dancer comes over to you. Um, again, wearing these like a uh, very uh, thin, semi-translucent dress, and comes over and like, "You're right, darling. What are you saying? You're looking for a bit of company tonight?" Uh, no, thank you, sir. I'm. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> sir. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Le <Francais. laughs> Oh no, no, no! Thank you very much. My heart belongs to another, but uh, thank you very much, young man. Another, hey? Oh, who's that then? Hey, a lot of people coming here, married already, but, you know, a bit of fun on the side never hurts. I know, but I, I just, I, I, can, I cannot do that to your mother. It would break her heart. Like, looks around and then looks at, um, over at, um, Fiddle and Gregory. And then um, you see the Dwarven girl kind of leans forward and whispers in your ear. Um, JC is like, I'm in room 17. Come meet me. And kind of leaves. And as soon as you hear that voice, it just instantly, you recognize it in a second as um, Belladonna's voice. <gasps> she was checking up on you with a test. You succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> These games. <laughs> Room 17 I go. Room 17. <laughs> Straight there. Okay, so Gregory and um, Fiddle, you see this Dorver girl comes into the booth, speaks to JC for a second, leaves, and then JC sprints off after after the girl. Like, oh, Benadonna's not going to be happy about that. I had no idea that was his type. No, not never at would all. Have it. Not at never all. would have guessed it. You really have to give it to JC. He's many things, but he is not discriminatory. No, not in the slightest. Like, Belladonna is a very attractive young girl. Not dwarf-like at all. But, you know, apparently he doesn't care about how much. The, the first dwarf who whispers in his ears turns his head. JC, as you run to room 17, you come up to the door, um, and then... You're sort of there, and you see it's closed. Are you knocking? Are you just opening it? What are you doing? A knock. Just we knock. Okay, so you knock, and you hear this voice come through. So saying, "Don't be shy. Come on." I would like to open the door, please. Okay, so you open the door, and there, standing before you, is a dwarf. Um, <laughs> With my girlfriend's voice. <laughs> uh, you see Belladonna standing before you. Um, she's currently sort of um, chain shape, and um, the kind of uh, small dress uh, that didn't that fit, fit the dwarven shape before kind of falls to the ground, and then she like kind of walks over and then puts on a dressing gown and then turns around to face you as you kind of close the door. She's like. Ah, I was uh, I was hoping to find you here. How yeah. how are you? Yeah, good. I'd like to go and give her a fist bump, or, or a hug, whichever whichever she'd prefer. Give give her a fist bump, and she just like kind of gives a tug. Of, um, she tugs a smile, 
picks up your hand and then kisses it and puts it down. And she's like, are you okay? Has Belladonna been in any of the episodes yet? Since we started recording? No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. No, so yeah, for the audience, Belladonna is JC's kind of girlfriend. We rescued her when, like very early on in the campaign and she stuck with us for a little bit. And then she turned out to be a harper. And now she's back. How exciting. Yeah, I'm alright. Still haven't saved the world. <laughs> she <laughs> chuckles at that. She's like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I've been chasing you across the uh, across the world. Is I went over, we had words that your band were over in Cormier, so I, I rushed all the way over there. And then you all disappeared, and then heard sightings of you in Shadowdale, so went there, disappeared again, and then... I heard you were over here, so I've literally had to... <sighs> and she kind of, like, sits down, and you kind of look at her, and she, like, her hair is very windswept, and, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not... Um, she's always kept it in, like, kind of, like, a long um, ponytail, but it's definitely, like, not been kept at all, and um, you see she's travelled quite a bit in a short amount of time. She's sort of, like, catching her breath, and she's like, I, um heard word that you're going after Aserac. Fiddle learning to teleport's definitely been the worst thing to happen to Belladon. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, right? Because she's an NPC. Good point. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'd like to tell her I've missed her and that I've been asking God about her almost every day, every session. Okay, so you kind of have a quick catch-up and she tells you she's been going through the Harper's network um, using their teleportation circles to kind of jump from place to place um, and she's been um, going towards meetings. Um, you hear like the Harpers have been, um, because they've made up primarily of a bunch of bards and magic users, mostly as well as um, spies. Um, they've all been contacting all the different rulers of the land and um, sort of amassing a sort of um, defence against Aserac as there's been sort of somewhat of a disruption over on the Sword, Sword Coastway and she basically like kind of turns around to you she's like I um we have intel that Aserac is going for some sort of big artifact he's been activating these magical nodes um across the realm to kind of punch a hole through the weave that's how he's or it has managed to usurp the mantles of some of the divine thrones and create this blue flame that's been destroying the divine realms and the second node was the shining citadel which you know we saw firsthand how hor horrifying that was He's going for the last one. He's quite close. It's something called the Mana Forge. Some um, never even heard of it. Um, been trying to get some of the scholars, but Candlekeep don't rightly want to want to know, which is very odd. But we believe it's something about a throne of blood as well. That's all we really know, but. That's where this creature's heading to next. Um, 
I I heard that you lot are um, going to destroy the phylactery. Is that correct? That's the plan. If we can find it. I mean, that would help. That would make him make it being able to destroy him. Well, we essentially flipped a coin. So, we're hoping that... Do you know what? Do you know where it is? No, we flipped a coin. We had two options. What What were the two options? I don't fucking know. It was like 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was Cedarsbrook in the Gulfamere Forest or the House of the Rising Sun in the Underdark. I don't know. The House of Dark Awakening. The House of Something in the Underdark. As I recall, it was those places. <laughs> Why did I get you guys those notebooks for your birthdays? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she nods. Um, and she's like, right, well, that sounds very promising. And she sort of like glances off into the window. Hey, I'm trying, okay? So, I know, we, we all are. This is... Dark, I was just baking dark. bread like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've only really known each other like what a month, month and a half maybe, throughout all of this. Mm, we've only seen each other for a few days. Feels like it's a lot been... longer than that. Does feel like a lifetime. <laughs> I. And she sort of like. Scooch is closer, kind of grabbing both your hands. She's like, I don't know what's going to happen if he gets to this mana forge. If he activates it, what happens to us? To existence. But I I don't want to run anymore. And she's just sort of like looking at you, like, you know, sort of having that moment. She's like, if you will have me back, I I think I want to be by your side, no matter what happens. Of course, you can do what you want. Yeah, of course, you're welcome back. I thought you had the mission to do. You can come and go as you please, of course. There's always a space for you here. She, She's like looking at you, like dead in the eyes. She's like, no, you're not listening to me. Do you want me back? This is the same answer for uh, the company and me. You can come and go as you please. I understand you may have things you have to do. It's okay. This isn't... She's like looking off and she's like... She's sort of like expecting a different answer to that. (coughs) Yes, I do. She's like... Look, I, we, we've never really said what we are. We've had, like, two nights together, really. Three nights, maybe. I, I know it's nothing. Um, Shut up, come on. Let me introduce you again to the guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. This is exactly how Josh is like in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, like, rolls her eyes and she's like, okay. And then... <laughs> I suppose lead her back down to the conversation that I suppose Fiddle and Gregory. Mm, does she look like Belladonna now? 
Yeah, yeah, she's Amazing. back to looking like Bella Donna. Yeah. Oh, that's right then. <laughs> so as soon as yeah, we so see her, as soon as we see her, me and Gregory have just seen him run off with the dwarf. I go, bloody hell, that was quick. <laughs> she's, she was on him straight away. <laughs> wow. Yeah, hey, Bella Donna. Whoa. <laughs> she's like... Well, I'm sorry, Hello. I thought it was miles don't, away. We've been completely safe, completely don't be, secret. He's already running into trouble. Don't be too angry with him. He's spoken about you every day since you left. <laughs> she kind of side-sides him with like a smile. She's like, I'm sure he has. <laughs> she's like, she looks down at like the wine at the table. She's like, is this up for grabs? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. We can order some more. Oh, she just pours herself some, just joins you lot. So, how goes the Harpers? Are they all ready for a fight? Do they know? Do they know about, you know, Hatherick? So, without running the risk of, like, you know, repeating myself too many times, she basically kind of says everything that she told JC just now um, about the Harpers, about kind of unifying um, sort of different leaders of different kingdoms in the world. So, Border Kingdoms, you know, Waterdeep, um, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter, all them. Um, uh, there's a huge threat in um, Cholt as well emerging which is where their main focus is so something's happening on the Sword Coast but she also says about Asarak and he's heading towards um, the magical nodes um, the, the last one which is the Mana Forge which is essentially all he needs to kind of puncture wow. the weave and completely destroy it well, I'm very glad that there is somebody who is more competent than us at diplomacy also trying to grab allies to this, because so far, our diplomatic efforts have been a total disaster. We have made more enemies than friends, and nobody seems to want to help us, so I'm glad that you've been more competent there. Um, we'll do the big bad boss fight, obviously, but I'm glad you've got some allies to help us along the way. How long do we have until he gets to the Mana Forge? couldn't tell you um and even so it's fruitless to even attack him well mm, yeah he's yeah, yeah. not in if, if this makes sense like yeah this is why i came to join you 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 found a way to expose his weakness and if we destroy the factory we can destroy him if we don't destroy the factory it'll just come back again yeah i really i really hope that this you know is is as good as we hope it is destroying his factory I really hope so. I tried asking John Claude where you were heading, but he didn't seem to know where where the flat tree was. Well, do, you, do you lot have a better heading? We know it's either the Gulfamere Forest, Petersbrook in the Gulfamere Forest, or in the House of Dark Despair. Come on, Oliver. House of Help Dark, me out. Dark Consumption. <laughs> House yes, of Dark Consumption. That's the one. Yeah, in the I in know the, in the down below, in the Underdark. I've heard of heard of this. This is from the uh, children's book, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah, we decided it was either in one of those two places, and we figured that Cedarsbrook was easier to get to. Um, so yeah, we're heading there. We tried to teleport and got thrown way off course. Ended up on the island of no magic. So uh, yeah, we're about to teleport. Tomorrow, um, you mentioned that you were you were um, hopping around the continent using the Harper's network of you know teleportation circles. Yes, I yes, would um... very much like a conversation with you. Any teleportation circles you can remember? Do you have like a little book or something of them written down? 
I know, um, yeah, I know the Harpers yeah. wouldn't like that information shared quite so much, but, you know, dire times, it would be amazing if we could jump around more efficiently. Well, this is why I've been sent here to help you lot. Fantastic. Um, they've, they've identified you as, you know, I suppose one of the good ones, but um, I had to tell them <laughs> they're mistaken. <laughs> We're heroes! <laughs> We're heroes again! Yay! <clears throat> She pull, pulls out her book and hands over to you, Fiddle, and there you see it's like an um, entire catalogue of Harper Network oh teleportation circles from e each major city in Faerun. Incredible. <laughs> I look at it all very um, quickly and remember all of them. They're, they're not... They're not... Um, so you do notice they're not in like the castles themselves. They're all in like abandoned warehouses mm, or, or basements. Oh my god, They're amazing. all secret places. <laughs> This is incredible. Thank you very much, Belladonna. I go, I would kiss you, but JC's right there. <laughs> yeah, I, um, you know, maybe another time. You know. <laughs> We're still s sort of s trying to figure out what our boundaries are yet. And she looks over at JC. <laughs> <laughs> so, assuming you all go to beds, um, if you're getting rooms individually, it's two gold pieces each. Um, if you're all sharing a room, it's just two gold pieces shared between you. Um, Belladonna's already got a room, JC, so if you want to borrow hers for the night, you, you yeah, are. I think maybe me and Gregory to. share a room. If you want a Gregory. Fine. Nice. Okay, so you both share a room. Uh, you're, you're both, um, uh, what's the right word? Propositions several times as you go up towards your room by different, um, people within the establishment before you all bed down for the night you all bed down for the night you all benefit from a long rest nice and wake up in the morning as um what happened with Belladonna and JC what about them oh oh yeah you can uh, JC you can roll me a performance check if you wish <sighs> put me on the spot like this and I have minus one to performance, you know that. <laughs> yeah, can you get advantage? I mean, I think you got like a nat 20 on your like first night together, so it's <laughs> yeah. sort of like, she's she's gonna, you know. She'll be understanding. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, get she, a nat she, one minus one. You're, 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 you're under a lot of stress, it's all good. <laughs> you're like, what, middle, middle age now? 30s, 40s? JC? Nice, and eight. <laughs> <laughs> is that it i'll give you an in i'll give you an inspiration <laughs> he's got an inspiration no so you can use that inspiration and then he's going to give you another one okay, cool fine no no i'm not going to give you another one if you got one already <laughs> that is a silly thing to use it on then <laughs> well don't don't use it then you just never use it anyway so i'm saving it for when i'm about to die Okay, fair enough. I'm attached to JC. Alright. So, Belladonna gives you a good old pat on the back after, and uh -huh. then you both go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, morning rolls around. You start smelling the nice um, uh, fragrances of uh, fresh bread being baked in the morning as um, you start hearing the... Uh, so some people in the establishment going to bed as you're waking up and some people sort of setting up for the next day. 
as you all start rousing from your sleep and one by one all kind of making your way downstairs um they don't serve breakfast here you'll have to find breakfast elsewhere um but um i assume you're all heading towards um Reuven, um Molarch, the uh, fighters guild Okay, so you'll get ready and head over to the guild's district and find... So, you head into the fights guild, you see Reuven there, again, um, clean-shaven, um, Gregory still very off-putting, the fact that, you know, he looks so similar to Sigismund, just, you know, without the beards. Um, it's very hard to look at <laughs> for you, as um, he sees your approach, he's like, Ah, yes, hello, uh, Gregory and... Um, his friends, ah, uh, uh, how are you all faring? You all look well. You all look well rested. Okay, I guess. Ah, perfect. And he kind of gives you a big old pat on the shoulder, Gregory. Um, maybe maybe a bit too familiar, um, already. But um, so, uh, right. Um, yes, you're here to see if um about the aid. I've put out the word uh again we are currently trying to send forces to stave off the chondafian empire's um you know onwards march with their increasingly aggressive attitude towards us but i have managed to find a couple of sellsword warbands um small that is but um that could help you with uh, your fight um, they're in the back if you want to come have a look and he starts leading you through almost like the companions um, in Skyrim there's like kind of a back area where there's sort of like training dummies archery rangers walks you around to this back kind of um, space here where you see three different groups all kind of sat around um, all kind of fully armoured all in their different attires that all seem to be mingling amongst themselves until Reuven comes out and then they all start standing to attention. You see like a leader from each kind of band steps forward as you kind of make your way out back. And then he's like, <clears throat> right, um, well, I suppose I'll start from left to right then. And he walks over and you see there's this um, tall and absolutely massive half-orc. He is built like a brick shithouse and um, he's got... These um, two big, uh, they almost look like battering rams, but like made to fit onto his arms um, that are kind of led to his size. And he's like looking over at all of you. He's like, this is Bergzak, and um, these are Bergzak's besiegers. They are specialists when it comes to breaking down walls and essentially any sort of siege scenario whatsoever. They are the people you call to get you out of a tight spot. Or get you in a tight spot, I suppose. Um, really good, specialized um, professionals in their field. Can't ask for no one better. Um, there are essentially uh, there's 15 of them in total. Uh, each of them charge two gold pieces a day, so they run 30 gold pieces a day. Um, I know maybe a bit more expensive so we'll go on to the next one um as like the middle of the range and he walks over to the middle group which there are 10 of them and uh here you can see there's all the leader of them as a slender elven male um got a hood up very roguish in nature and he's like 
These are the Serpent's Kiss. Anyone you want assassinating and done cleanly, as well as leaving no trace behind, these are the people you call. There's 10 of them here, two gold pieces a day, so 20 gold pieces a day for you. And I'll tell you what, if you need someone that's going to end a war before he even begins, I wouldn't recommend anyone better. But if you're looking for even cheaper, and then he walks down to the fourth one, and here you see there's a couple of um, almost essentially low-level adventurers. Uh, you see at the front um, a female human uh, with a bow and arrow on the back, and she's got this banner next to her that has a flag on it with a cross on it, a white cross on a blue background. And he's like, these here are Haven Cross Adventurers Guild members. They are a band of six, and they've come all the way over from hmm, roughly Scurrumbell area. They're uh, always looking to do some good deeds and essentially get a good payday as well. Um, two gold pieces a day, six of them, 12 gold pieces a day in total. So these are the three that I've come up with. What do you think? I like it. I like it. Um, we'll take all of them. <laughs> I think we can actually afford all of them. I was thinking that. If I pay 600 and... Would it be 620 gold pieces to hire them all for a 10-day? We'll leave that as a deposit. If Asarak isn't dead in a 10-day, then of course we'll pay however long it takes. But we'll take all of them, I think. Yeah? I mean, I mean he looks round at all of them and... You see all of them are like very, um, you know, up for it. And uh, you see the Havens Cross people um, in particular, they're like really shocked because they were looking at the other two and they look like, you know, very much um, <laughs> weathered. Whereas these lot are like, you know, they, they've seen some action, but still very fresh faced and not that many scars. As they're all like looking around, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And you see Berg's axe like, I'm, I'm happy to collaborate on this uh, contract here. Uh, Sounds good. What's, a, what's an Asarak? So, <clears throat> let's start at the beginning. Welcome to the Nine Hells Mercenary Company. You will all maintain independence within your own factions. Uh, you will essentially be given free reign about how to best assist us as the uh, main core of the of the company. Um, we are trying to defeat Asarak, who is responsible for the giant tear in the sky. He is an otherworldly entity, we think a lich. We are currently going after his phylactery. And essentially, we're going to leave it up to you guys. Use your professional discretion. Help us out wherever you can. Um, we have contacts in the Harpers, which we will be happy to share with you. And yeah, listen to their coordination, I guess, and try your best. We're going to hire you all As for a 10 day. As you can tell, but... my companion here isn't much of a military strategist. Um, we should stress very heavily... That this is going to be very dangerous. Oh, yes. And we'll need yes. the bulk of all of your skills combined. Uh, expect death and a lot of it. Hopefully, mostly on the opposing side. But I need to know 100% you're all prepared for this. You see the um, the elven, slender elven male, the roguish one of the serpent's kiss. Um, Step forward, he's like, well, I mean, this is why we uh, charge the money we do. We exactly. Expect exactly. And danger. to make sure you're all completely prepared for death, we would like you to choose one member of each of your party to die right now. <laughs> you see, um, 
revenge like stuff so he's like oh um cool. <laughs> no i'm just joking i'm just messing uh, with you. but none of you flinched which is a good sign <laughs> he's like he's like you see revenge like laughing but still looking at you fiddle because he doesn't know you for shit so he's like, uh. <laughs> he's like right well um i guess we'll settle up the paperwork it'll take no more than an hour right um and um yeah i suppose uh you said you're you're all um heading to cedarsbroke correct that's the plan that's the plan. Uh, right. Any um, intel on Siddersbrook? Yes. Um, you not hurt? No, we haven't. We were just going to show no. up and find out what the situation was. We were a little bit worried oh. that it was going to have been consumed by some horrid hellscape. Is that what's happened? Yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like it's not there anymore. Fantastic. <laughs> this well, is, well, is it easier to go to the Underdark? first are you asking me yep in your professional <laughs> opinion well um the underdark is a terrible place i would not recommend it for anyone um i mean when i say cedarsbrook's not there i think i'm maybe over exaggerating it's still there it's just heavily under attack um there's like um the words is that there's this um writhing I didn't really believe it at first. Like, it's a huge um, blue flame as tall as a mountain that's just wreaking havoc through the forest. And um, uh, these, like, white pasty-like creatures with claws, um, I've been told, uh, like ghouls or something like that, are running havoc everywhere. Nice. Well, at least we know what we're up for, up against. <laughs> so so what do we all well, think? Right, a you, bit of a, good you luck know, with that with you. A bit of a blue sky thinking, you know... Big old collaboration event. What do we think? Should is it worth you guys all coming with us to Cedarsbrook? Like right now? I'd, I'd say so. I would. Yeah. How do How well, do you guys feel about that? If we're going to go into a big old hellscape of fire and death, it would be good to have you know some more experienced people with us. You see, um, Bergsack's like I've faced down death many a times. Nice, sounds good. Sounds good. Amazing. So, 620 divided by 3. That's the idea. So, yeah, you've got basically allies that are going to help you, um, depending on, yeah, what what you face uh, for as long as you pay them. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, you Um, know, the the idea is we've paid them for a 10-day. If Asarak still isn't dead by the end of this 10-day, they'll get paid for another 10-day. And that will continue until Asarak is dead. Okay, good to know. Um, yeah, they all seem—they all seem like able bodies and um, willing mercenaries. That are, yeah, as long as the gold flows, they're willing to do what you want. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, you sell up your payments, all that stuff, and um, you see Reven's like, um, oh right, um, so. Uh, I don't know if you've considered this or not, but um. The distance to Cedarsbroke is about 240, 250 miles. So if you're all going to march there as a group, that's going to take you, I would say, about 14 days. Um, You know, if you manage to hire a carriage or a couple of carriages to take you all there, potentially. I don't know if they're going to take you all the way, the carriage for hires, but... um, Do I have a teleportation circle for... Do I have one for Cedarsbrook? For Cedarsbrook? Where is the closest one to Cedarsbrook, maybe? 
you would have one for Fireman Cathedral. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty good. Do we know how far that is from Cedarsbrook? Uh, that would be... Uh, I'm just going to give you a rough rough estimate because I don't have an accurate one, but I'd say it'd be, a, be about 40 miles off. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Sounds good to me. So, yeah, I'm going to tell them all, you know. I uh, Yeah, I can do a uh, teleportation circle to get us there. Um, or get us to Fireman Cathedral anyway, which, you know, is off in the mountains near Cedarsbrook, about 40 miles away. Uh, how many How many can you teleport at uh, one time? Um, well, I will cast a spell. There will be a 10-foot uh, diameter circle on the ground. Uh, that will then become a shimmering portal. And for the next six seconds, whoever runs through it will uh, will get teleported. I think if we line you all up in one go and have you running, and then I'll open it just as the first person gets to the edge of the circle, and you'll all just run through in six seconds. There'll be enough time in six seconds for everyone to run through. Oh, this, this magic's all behind me. Uh above me sorry behind me <laughs> never, I mean it'll be in front of you as you run through and then it will be behind you once you're through oh I'm not coming no I've oh no to... sorry I thought I was speaking to the leader of the other guys sorry I mean you can, you're no, welcome well, to come we can pay you as well no uh, I, my, my knees my knee... <coughs> you might even see your son um, uh, he's apparently right, fighting this thing well my son's in the Gulf of me I, I asked you Gregory if you've seen my son and you were saying oh you you didn't really give me an answer is he alive she's like looking at all of you now (laughs) whoops but as you knew him yeah he's he's alive as you knew him we thought he was very evil but he is he, he appears to be doing good this second but we believe there may be ulterior motives. And the group of people he's with weren't even very helpful. We'll see what happens with them in the end. He's with Elminster. He killed my fucking wife! Okay? He's like looking at you. He's like, what? He killed my wife. I I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it again. Here I am. Okay, your bastard son killed my bastard wife, okay? I'm so sorry. He's like looking around and looking at you lot. He's like, look, you've you've got stuff to do. I won't hold you up anymore. And clearly this is painful, but I can tell when someone's going down a bad path, Gregory. I've seen that look in myself one too many times. Don't go there. I, just, I, I think it's far too late for this. <clears throat> he sort of brushes up and he's like <clears throat> you know as a sort of laddie lad thing he's like right well um, anyway uh, I suppose I'll leave you to it some um, magician and he not gives you a not fiddle he's like um thank you very much uh, knowledge I mean um, he's like looks down he's like Reuven will do I think um <laughs> No, it's nice to say Molich without a sneer on my face. I mean, well, if any of you need any training at all in fighting or whatnot, um, you know where I am. And um, good luck, I guess. Mm. Who was it who wanted to change their feet? Was it JC or... It was I. Okay. Um, 
So I would say this would run like in like Tasha's thing where it's like training for a couple of weeks, but I think just sort of reading <laughs> reading the room. <laughs> I oh, know we go today. We've already slept. Yeah, we go today. Yeah, like later this evening. So I'd say he teaches you some of the basics, and um, yeah, we can say you just sort of put them into practice. Why, and that's why you've got the feet um, in the, um, you know, going forwards. But you know, flavor-wise, it's sort of like you know you're just putting in your fighters training and relearning all of it. Yeah, sounds nice. Just try and forget about the fact that this is the father of the man that killed my wife. Hmm. And it's it's fine. It's just a part <laughs> of life. It's fine. It's a part of life. <laughs> She's never coming back. Elizabeth, <laughs> I want to kill myself without you. <laughs> All right. So, is there any anything else anyone wants to do before you teleport back to the Gulf of Mir Forest, where it all began? I'd like to do my puzzle box, please. Yes, you can. That's going to take three hours. That's fine, you've got paperwork and shit to do. Yeah, I'm doing the paperwork. Gregory is training and JC is opening his puzzle box. Investigation check then, JC. <laughs> 22. 22. Um, the first hour passes by and you manage to get it open um, to the first stage. Now, second investigation check, please. 21. All right. Second hour passes by, Belladonna, you, you get to the... Belladonna comes in the room. Yeah, Belladonna comes in, starts sort of like... Um... Go, 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 get out, get out, get out! <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain in an hour. Roll me one final investigation check, JC. 24. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, God, what do I get? Hold on, just getting it. You get, you get one baked apple. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you... we bought it. I think you and um, Necros had them from the start, and I think Harlan bought his from Skitch. Yeah, mm. you, you two bought yours from Skitch, and um, uh, Necros, yeah, had one. Ah, me and JC both bought them, which is why ours were different rarities. Mine was, like, not the top-tier rarity, because mm. Skitch only had one of each rarity, and Necros got his from, like, pre-story stuff. Did Necros ever get his open? Oh, he did, and Black Razor was in it. Mm. Yeah. Black Razor was in it. Then he got sucked into a portal. Then Gregory ended up with Black Razor from some devil. Yeah, it's very convenient. It's been a good story so far. At least that's what we hope. Email us at campfirecompanions at gmail.com. <laughs> Tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> Actually, can you comment on the YouTube video? It's better for the algorithm. Mm, this is a good point. Yeah, remember to, remember to like and subscribe. Ding that bell. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone ding our bells. All right. So, <laughs> JC, as you um, get into the second hour and you found like a nice corner just to carry on and you are wired in, you're like, Jesus, this might be the last time I do this before we end up, you know, right into like the final breast of this, this, um, this adventure you're on. So... You just get some extra motivation. Belladonna comes in. You're like, no, not now, not now. And she leaves as um, you carry on. And you sort of just go into like a different headspace. Like almost daydreaming. But you're just so wired into this box. And it opens. And you're not even like paying attention at first. You're just sort of assuming, like preparing for the pain to like clasp on your fingers once more. And then the disbelief comes washes over you as you look down you see it's open 
that same black hole, that black void inside the box where the lid opens and you see this floating item that just kind of hovers in the middle of this black void ready for you to grab. Doesn't look any bigger than a little badge that you would pin on your chef's jacket. And um, it's got these different sort of, um, it's almost like Egyptian in style, how it's sort of um, designed with these wings that all kind of spread out around it with uh, blue sapphire crystals that inlay the gems inside. You sort of, no one's noticed you do this, by the way, like um, Fiddle's busy doing all the paperwork and Gregory's uh, training in the um, in the uh, training ground. Hmm. Yeah, I think if you come to me with it, I sort of see the box in your hand, see the uh, see the item in your other hand. Just my my jaw hits the floor as my tankard rolls out of my hand. <laughs> that also hits the floor. No, I go. No way! You did it! <laughs> no freaking way, talk, bro! Talk about good timing. Come on, then. What is it? What'd you get? Is it an incredible bow or a really cool arrow? Um, or is it that? piece of gold in your hand <laughs> it's this old biddy's brooch <laughs> okay 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 stand back i assume it's cursed i pull the pull my um pull my spell book out of my pocket lay it on the table open it up to a page start reading through the incantation so i sit there cross-legged the item sat in front of me in the middle of the book and as i start start reading my eyes glow green and the item like floats in front of me as I cast identify and you identify this item as one scarab of protection it's a beetle shaped medallion um, it, the inscription on its surface revealing its magical nature and it provides two benefits to the person the first benefit has advantage on saving throws against spells but the second benefit, and where the scarab really comes into its own, it has 12 charges. If you fail a saving throw against a necromancy spell or a harmful effect originated from an undead creature, you can use your reaction to expend one charge to turn the failed save into a successful one. The scarab crumbles into powder and is destroyed when its last charge is expended. So every single harmful effect coming from Aserac. Requires attunement. Yeah, that is a bit rubbish, but still, every single harmful effect coming from Asarak as an undead, you'll just be able to like. It's essentially a like little um, shrug it off. protection bubble against anything like that can like instantly kill you, really. Right, we're ready to teleport. Yeah, alright. Fantastic. Let's get the fuck out of here. So, are you all ready? You, you, you'll get up. Okay, let's go. Let's gather everyone up together. Are we all ready for this? Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, yeah, let's have it. Amazing, yeah. And then I start, uh, I look at the book and start drawing out the sigils okay. for, um, yeah, the Fireming Cathedral. Okay, draw out the sigils, and once you finish up with the chalk and all, each individual um, symbol. Yeah, and then hold the hold the spell in my hand, get ready to fire it, get them all in a line and go, go for it, run and just as the first one gets there, I fire off the spell fantastic, the portal opens and they all go running through like the 501st airborne just coming out of the plane they all just start going through yeah. one by one um, nice 
And, um, and I'm standing next to it, like slapping them all on the ass as they go by. <laughs> and as soon as as soon as they're all through, I jump through as well. Um, as you go through this timey wimey warpy holy, and then you'll kind of shunt back through. <laughs> you'll start popping through into this kind of abandoned basement where you see it's all concrete around you. And you're looking down, it's like an old um, old taverns like storeroom. So you see all these empty kind of bottles, um, all smashed, all broken. And you look down and you can see there's a couple of dead bodies down there and there's bloodstains just all up the walls. And you're hearing this absolute ruckus coming on outside. And it's just, it's um, sh- shaking the ground. And you're seeing all this stone rubble kind of like um, drops from like the basement roof um every so often and it's this almighty six seconds goes by and it sends a tingle up all of your spines and fiddle it just it starts rubbing you up the wrong way and you start to feel all that anxiety coming back man as all that depressive um feelings from the shadow fell just becomes very prominent here now so to give you some exposition as you all kind of lead out of this base with it again with all of you in here you are all very cramped is it especially with bergsack and always um uh warband members who are all kind of burly half orcs um you all kind of have to shovel out one by one as you do you come out into this desolate plain of darkness as you look around and the fire main cathedral or at least um the settlement that was there it's all crumbled down to ruin and it looks almost like um, in the Shadowfell when you're looking at a settlement that in mirrors, it's all more decrepit and um, torn and twisted, like a Tim Burton-esque sort of feel. Um, it's looking very much like that. I mean, for a second, you kind of mistake it for being in the Shadowfell itself. As um, looking around and you can see there's no one in sight, just dead skeleton, um, dead um, remains, skeletal remains about. You're hearing distant shrieks from the weird looking forest that are now no no leaves on its trees, just more worn and torn. Uh, the trees all um, twisted and mangled. And beyond the forest, where the coastline is, where Star Mantle was towards Salt Rock, you're just seeing this one blinding light with the shockwaves that passes over doesn't affect you you feel the kind of ground shake but you see the shining citadel floating above the kind of coastline up in the sky and letting out these ripples and looking over towards where fiddle you would have pinpointed cedar stroke which from here would be about roughly a four day march at um, a slow pace um, if you're walking towards that way, you can see in the very distance this blue hue of light. And again, light doesn't really exist in the shadow felt. It's more monotone. It's um, blacks and greys and whites. So when you're looking at each other, all the colours sap from your armour and your items. But looking over towards where Cedarsbroke is, you can see a, a vivid blue, um, a vivid blue flame that seems to kind of just peter off in the distance. Yeah, as we run out, freeze frame. 
<laughs> we'll get mowed down by machine gun fire. <laughs> the end. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Out here in the fields. <laughs> I fight for my meals. <laughs> I was born in the USA. <laughs> Thank you.